0: what is up ambitious listeners this episode is a big one i sat down with sonny Fredrickson. he's fighting on a card that is literally going off right now uh, against alex saucedo the main event of top ranked boxing's card this evening so this was recorded before that if you're listening to this after his fight um look up the results because he probably won i do think he's gonna win uh i am rooting for him i'm gonna watch the fight uh, I'm probably going to include a breakdown of it in Thursday's episode, actually, just a little, like, acknowledgement of Sonny when he wins, or uh, Sonny's going to win. Nonetheless, uh, this was recorded before this, um, so this is ahead of his fight that is airing tonight against Alex Saucedo, so the 21-2 and 2, Sonny Fredrickson joins the show after a quick word from Anchor. Yo, what is up? Welcome to Ambitious. My name is Dylan Price. Today's guest is one of the top up-and-coming boxers that I have had the privilege now to talk to, and one of the top up-and-coming boxers, I think it's safe to say, in the country one member of the super lightweight division he has a fight this tuesday uh we're airing this tuesday so tonight technically and uh, for top ranked boxing against alex saucedo who's 29 and 1 he boasts a record of 21 and 2 with 14 knockouts ladies and gentlemen welcome to the show one of the top boxers in the world sonny Fredrickson. sonny how's it going
1: I'm going good, man. I appreciate you having me on the
0: show. Thanks for coming on. So, going to start right with your fight this Tuesday. And when listening to this, you'll be listening to this tonight. So, we're going to say it like this. Tonight, you fight Alex Saucedo. How do you feel about the bout? How do you feel like it's going to go? And what do you think is going to be the ultimate outcome?
1: Um, uh, I feel like it's going to be a real competitive fight. He's a real good offensive um, fighter. Um, He he just lacks defense, so I'm going to make my movements you know and use my range on them and to make a miss early and then hopefully you know i use my range everything i need to do and then hopefully i get a knockout you know hopefully just use all i gotta do is use my range and distance and height and everything everything just everything's gonna fall into place hopefully to knock out
0: now what has the training been for this bout especially with everything with covid19 what has the training schedule been like and how has that come about Originally recently to a fight in um, April 25th on ESPN, and then the fight got pushed back
1: because of COVID, and then um, our gym closed down, and it's currently still closed. So um, around, I think it was the beginning of April, the start of April, um, my coach was like, man, they're going to call us in the fight, so um, we, we need to get back in the gym. So we have a guy, he, um, he lives in Toledo, where I'm from. He has a gym, and everything in his um, garage. His garage is pretty big. He built a, a gym in there, so we went there been training there ever since that, April. But even during COVID-19, I was still running consistently, and my strength conditioning coach still had his own personal gym that I was still doing, you know, lifting and working
0: out at. Now, this bout is one that's pretty big for you. I mean, you're both very talented with pretty big records, and this is a bout that's going to be big for your standing within the division, and it's a big bout, so how do you feel about where this could put you with a win?
1: Honestly, feel so like um, with a win with this is definitely puts me in title contention. And honestly, a win when um, Tuesday night, you know, tonight we're gonna head tonight of the fight um, it's definitely gonna put me in the shot for a title, and I'll possibly fight for a title the next fight after.
0: Now, going back to the start, you born in Toledo, Ohio, and now you're 25 yeah. years old. What has the journey been like to this moment? And when did you start boxing?
1: Yeah, I started um, boxing in um, 2008. Yeah, 2008. But I used before the reason why I wanted to start boxing. Is I used to always watch ESPN Classic, cause they always used to show fights at nighttime, and I used to sit there at my grandma's house and just be watching the fights. Like man. It's just, like I, used, I don't know why. Like I wouldn't. That's what I used to like to do. Was watch the boxing fight, So I'd always watch them, and I'm like, man, I want to fight. So then eventually, my grandma's friend he used to box and everything. He wouldn't go to go nationals and all the older man. Back in the day, and, um, he started his gym back up, because he had a gym before, but he started it back up, and then I'm like, I want to go to the gym, and then I used to just ask my mom, she'd tell me no, 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 my grandma talked to him and let me go, and after that, I just kept
0: boxing. Now, when did you realize that you were something special in the ring?
1: Um... You know that that like I'm a am a hard critic on myself. Look, my coach always told me like from the beginning like man like you just gotta keep working, man. You're, you're, he's always told me like yeah you're good, like you're, good, you're gonna be good. And so to me it's just, uh, to me I just feel like I'm myself. You know and so, I, I don't I don't really look at it like that. But um, my coach has been telling me ever since I started boxing like man you got what it takes, man you got what it takes.
0: And I believed in him. Now, you box for a little bit, and then you had a very, incre- and I try to find a right word for it, but overall, it was a amateur career that comparing it to, you know, another guest I had on, Lionel Thompson, looking at his amateur career, you know, he had a lot of bouts, but the records were a little different, and yours stood out to me because you had a lot of knockouts. You had 60 knockouts in your amateur career. And I just want to, for my audience listening to this, some of his accolades, you won a bronze medal in 2013 in the National P A. L uh, you were in the final eight in the National Golden Gloves competition, twenty thirteen. You won five Toledo Golden Gloves championships and you two Ohio State Junior Olympic championships for boxing. And you were one hundred and twenty and eight in your amateur career. So you had a very very impressive amateur career. So looking at that, is that kind of when you started to really find a rhythm with the sport and realized, yeah, I can go pro. And what was that whole amateur run kind of like? Because it was a lot of success there.
1: Um, yeah, well pretty, yeah, when I first started boxing, right when I started boxing, I used to do other sports, and I quit him to, just to pursue boxing, because I used to say, oh, man, I want to do this, like, one day after I turned That's what I, I thought when I first turned, you know, when I first started getting in the gym. And, yeah, and honestly, I, I used to, um, get a lot of, um, stoppages. Cause I used to hit a lot of people with the body. I used to stop a lot of people with body shots. And that was, like, one of my, my my Dungeons & rubbers. like, a lot of my, even my pro fights, a lot of my knockouts, they all come from the body.
0: Now you... Had the amateur career, when did it kind of click in that it was going to go pro? Like, when was your first pro offer to fight somebody at the pro level? Oh, um, um, when I, I would say, around
1: my senior year, I was like, man, like, what am I, what am I going to do? Am I going to go to college or am I going to do this? And I asked my coach, like, should I, should I turn pro, or should I join the army boxing, like, join the army and get on their boxing team? And then after I, I turned after the, um, I graduated high school. Or whatever, I fought an amateur for a little longer, and then and then I went to the national Pal, And then it was a fight. The, it was semifinals. And then uh, it was a fight that I, I honestly thought everyone was like, Man, "You like I don't know how you lost that one." Like so I was like, "Man, you know what? I'm going to turn pro." And he's like, "You sure?" He's like, "So you, so, you want to?" I said, "Yeah, just um, I want to turn pro. Like, we, what do we got? What do we got to do?" So then he start calling people and everything. And then um, at that time. Um, we got an offer. They wanted us to go down to uh, Florida and that's when I and Mike, um, when Iron Mike Promotions with Mike Tyson has a promotion company. Going, we went down there and everything. They made us an offer, and then my manager now, Victoris Torres, from Victory Sports. You know, they um, they um, they gave me an offer and everything. And then, and then I was like, I, I was telling my coach like, what, what should we do? And then we we took it to a sports attorney lawyer. And then my manager now he had a better um contract than the Mike Tyson um. Offered in, and, and I that is
0: one for them. <laughs> now you've had a very impressive pro career to this point—only two losses, um, and your twenty-one wins. So, of all those bouts, was it the first pro bout that was the most special, or what has been the most special bout to this point? Because you were a world champion at one point, or you were the USBA super lightweight champion. So, yes, uh, was that the um, best one, or? Fill me in here a little bit.
1: Yeah. Um, that that was a real good one. And the one when I went to Columbia and I won the um, WBA federal bar title and I knocked out the undefeated Columbia. And that was, a, that was a really nice fight, too. I, I, that was a good experience, too. Hmm. Those two fights are probably to stick out the most to me in my pro view.
0: Now, so the first pro bout, uh, and I do want to talk about the title bouts in a sec, but the first pro bout, um, you get in between the ropes and you walk out there, what's going through your head? Is it nerves? Are you ready? What was going through your head when you were about to hear that bell? Um, I was just thinking,
1: like, yeah, you know, I, I put on the gloves, I'm like, dang, man, like, like this dude got these ones on too like because they were so much smaller than the um, amateur gloves <laughs> and i'm like dang like nah, i don't see what this is and I, honestly i was just really i was just really hyped for him, and i'm like i'm ready to go man i want to knock this dude out and
0: knock him out now you body. have, or what were you saying to,
1: to, to his body too
0: oh wow so you seem to be very good at knocking people out in the body is that where you feel like you're most comfortable and most dangerous
1: um, yeah, I have a I have a really
0: nice, I have a really nice body shot, and a lot of times I usually stop people left folks to the body. <laughs> now, going to the fight you just talked about in Colombia, that was against Placido Ramirez, and you knocked him out for that title, the WBA Federal Bowl title. So, what was that bout like, being your first title match? What were the nerves before a title match versus any of the other bouts? Um, you no, know, that was you know
1: that was a little, um, it was it was a little. Yeah, I was kind of nervous. You know, I was kind of nervous there, him saying I was in his home country. So I'm thinking like, you know what? If a fight's close or anything, they're gonna take the fight for me. So I knew I had to. I'm going there and knock him out. And in the beginning of the fight, saying it was the first round. I, at the very end of the round, I clipped him with the right hand, put him down. I'm like, oh dang! And then I'm like, I, it's like I didn't even mean to do it. It's a really, it's a really good time shot. And then the next round, I dropped him with an uppercut. And the third round, I finished him with body shot.
0: So then you win that bout and you win that title and then you also won the USBA super light title. Unfortunately, you did lose it to Samuel Tia. I don't even care if that's his last name because we are a Sony or a Sonny Fredrickson podcast now. We don't care about those guys. We only care about you, and you're going to beat him and get that title back at some point. But nonetheless, you did lose that title, but you did win that. So was it a different vibe fighting for that title, or was it the same kind of mentality of just this is a big title fight? I need to win this. And was that the kind of trend in every title fight?
1: Um, see, the, after that fight, see that fight, I suffered my first loss um, on Showtime, and then I had a comeback fight in Mexico, and that was just against like they told me I had to fight, have a comeback fight, to fight for that title. So I had a comeback fight. I knew that that fight was how important it was because I knew that that was going to get me into the world rankings again. So then I won that fight and got back into the world rankings. So that, that, whole, that whole thing was just motivated mm-hmm. on. I, I need to get back to
0: where I was at. So looking back at the title and then looking back at the loss, what went wrong against Samuel, whatever his name is, and how do you feel you're going to be able to beat him the next time you guys ultimately step in the ring for that title?
1: Um, honestly... You know, I feel like I won that fight. A lot of people feel like I won that fight too. And I just, but I, 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 didn't work enough. You know, I, I just, I got too comfortable with doing what I was doing, and I should have just, honestly, I should have went in there and attacked more, and and just, 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 just established my dominance, my dominancy like way, way earlier. So I got to be more dominant in the fight. And even when I think I'm doing enough, I got to do more.
0: Well, you know what? He's 33. You're 25. He's old news. He's gonna win the lose the title to you at some point. So, but looking now to Saucedo before we go to the future, why do we not like Alex Saucedo? Tell my audience. Give me a reason why I really need to be rooting for you to knock him out in the first round. Oh man, <laughs> I, try, I,
1: I, you know, I, I don't, I don't know him too well to say something I don't like about him, man. But you know, he's standing in front of me, so I'm going to
0: knock him out, <laughs> try to get him out of there. Yeah. So. Our audience listening to this, you're fighting tonight. What is the expected feelings going into this because of everything going on with Corona? You know, there's no fans there to play off of. Do you feel like that's going to make an impact to you, or do you feel like you know you're just going to go out there and take care of business and knock them out?
1: Yeah, in my fights, I try not to even focus on the fans So, mm-hmm. them not being there. I feel like it might might be an, it's an advantage because now I can hear my coach and corner a lot better, and hear their instructions, wait. Way easier, so I feel like that's definitely going to be a, a major rogue Being able hear my cor- my corner a lot easier than a whole
0: bunch of fans yelling. Yeah, well, when you knock them out though, is it, is there going to be that party that misses hearing the crowd go crazy? Oh,
1: yeah, you know what? Man, I forgot about that. <laughs> I forgot about that. I forgot about that, man. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Well, yo, yeah, everybody. Everybody at home,
0: everybody at home will be going crazy. Everybody send your videos to uh, Sonny after he knocks out Saucedo tonight and uh, send those to him and he'll do with it what he pleases, but it'll be his way of seeing that cheering after he knocks him out. So we'll have that happen, hopefully, and then you'll have this bout and our... What is training camp? You know, you touched on, you know, things closing, getting back in. But what has the training been like? Has it been training any differently for him? Because he is, as much as I want to rip on him and discredit him because you're going to knock him out. He's 29-1, and so he's only had that one guy you can really look at as who beat him. So what was that like? And was it a lot of watching of what worked for whoever beat him and kind of trying to imitate that and get that win over
1: Um, we we took a little bit of that game plan because the guy is pretty much he's built the same as me. I'm actually a little taller than him. He has a little more reach, so actually it's kind of funny. But he, he's built like me and everything. So I, we took a little bit of the plan and we, we realized that Sotito has poor defense and we realized that he, it, when I throw my jab, I hit him. I can hit him with the right hand at will. So long as I just keep jabbing and blasting the right hand, and breaking him down, then eventually I can I can knock him out.
0: So, you do have this bout, and the one thing I keep forgetting, um, I'm blanking on it again. Oh, crap. I'm gonna go to a different question, I'm gonna come back to that when I remember. Um, looking at where you sit in your weight class right now, obviously with the expected win over Saucedo, um, using that height advantage and using everything you know from that bout you just talked about, but when you win that fight... And you hopefully you're going to win your title back, and then climb through the rankings. So, what really is looking pretty far ahead after winning this title, presumably again, which you're going to, when you win that bout? Looking at the rankings, who are some dream fights that you feel are within the next year or two away that you could have? You, um, I, you
1: could, yeah, that's a good question. Um, see, after after I win this fight, honestly, I think I'll be in. Entitled, potential to fight for the world title, and I'm—I don't even—I don't even—I don't even have to win that my old title back. Mm-hmm. I want to get a world title shot after this. Like that—that's—I'm saying that's that. I mean, I'll, I go and beat him, beat him after he beat me. that's, hey, that's expected. But I just feel like that. I now it's, it's now it's my time to get a world title shot. After I win this
0: one. Yeah, we don't so care about the other guy. Because we-
1: honestly, because he because he, he fought for the world title,
0: mm-hmm. like this right here is like. This is an edge. We're both we, we're both been top ten guys, so we already know we win this fight. We're, we're already there. Like like he went Like it's like whoever wins this fight is there for a out of shot. So this is seemingly going to put you in the contention for some bigger fights. So looking far ahead to the world title shot and looking even ahead to that, who are some guys, if you just had to pinpoint some of the top boxers right now, even if you had to jump up a few weight classes or a weight class, and if that's something in your cards, who are some realistic guys that you're looking at and you're like, I could really have a dream match against them within a year or two or a couple of years?
1: Um. You know, you see, I, I don't really you see. I I don't really think about that because I want to. I want to focus on who I'm who I'm fighting. So mm-hmm. I'm fo- right now. I, I'm focused on Alex, so I get through this fight, and mm-hmm. then after that fight, um, Jose Ramirez he has a WBC, WBO, Josh, and then they got Josh Tilly. He has the um, he has the WBA, and he has the um, the IBF world titles, and those are the two fights that I want to fight. Those are to be great matches.
0: So you got those bouts in your mind and all this coming up. Looking at outside of the sport, actually, I want to ask you this here, and then I want to get back to the Saucedo fight because I didn't add a thing. I just remembered it now. But outside of the sport, what are some things you like to do, and what are some things you like to do outside of boxing to kind of keep you fresh in the ring?
1: Um, I do a lot of um, strength conditioning. I do um sh- I do. I do some swimming exercises. Um, those are those are kind of exercise. You talking about exercising?
0: Yeah, or even outside of if it's like mental things, the get prepared.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, those. I mean, I, I do swim. I um, do strength conditioning. I do. I like to run actually, and um, I spend time with my kids too. I like to hang out with my kids and everything.
0: Very, very cool. So now getting back to the Saucedo fight, I remember my thought from before, and it was looking at the bow and looking at the odds. You're currently the underdog. Do you like being the underdog? And do you like the fact that Vegas is going to be able to put some money on you and you're going to put some money in some pockets this weekend or Tuesday, tonight, whenever this airs? I'm all jumbled up with the schedule, but whenever you knock him out, you're going to put some money in some people's pockets because you're the underdog in this bow. And why do you think you are the underdog?
1: Um, it's just it's just because he's been on the ESPN platform longer than I have. You know, he's fought he's fought for a world title. A lot more people have seen have seen him mainstream. A lot of people. I mean, I've been I've been in um, you know a Showtime fight and I've been on a um, HBO fight. So, but he's 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 had the bigger promotion and um, a lot more people behind him pushing him. So that's why. But honestly, it's a lot a lot of people people that are better at me gonna win some good money. So that's
0: that's part. <laughs> So, it is, we're, obviously, we've covered, it's coming out the night of the fight, but you are in a few days away from the fight, so kind of take my audience through who doesn't, we don't know what it's like to be in the ring, and we don't know the lead up to the fight, so what is normal, you know, obviously it's different with COVID, but what is a normal couple days before a fight look like? Um, normally, you
1: say, we're, we're supposed to get there, um, tomorrow, but, um, we, we had a, we had a, they had to cancel flight and reschedule it for um, Saturday because um, they had to get our coronavirus coronavirus testing done because you know they, we've done it already once we got to do it again when we get there but um, it's usually we get there we shake off we start we start to um, cut back what we eat what we drink and um, we we start working out we start sweating make sure we get the weight down and everything and the night before we make sure we cut up, everything out sweat down and. Do you know what I'm saying, Just sweat down, get hit, hit the yeah. way we need to hit the, um, then we, um, go to, um, media, media conferences and like talk with all the, um, media and everything. But now with COVID-19, I don't know if we're going to be doing all that. It might be all video talks and everything. And, you know, walking, you, you know, you work out then you want to take a walk somewhere and now you can't because now you're on the, the same floor and you can't really do anything besides sitting, sitting in your bedroom and then because you're quarantined to that floor.
0: Do you think it's gonna be any different in terms of getting ready, or do you think it's actually gonna help because you're just gonna be a hundred percent locked in on kicking his butt in whatever time it's gonna be?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, it, it kind of makes kind of makes it um less less distractions because you're gonna have to be in the same floor I and mean, you can't review yeah. around anybody, so definitely be less distractions as far as you know people coming up to you talking to you and then all that other stuff because you now you're just you're literally sitting in the room focusing and you know, only working out.
0: Getting the, getting the weight off and thinking about the fight. So when you go out after this win and you start taking names, you win the title, looking ahead, and it's kind of a big span because you're in the prime of your career right now and not even really there yet. You're entering the prime of your career because you're still young. You've got a big career ahead of you. What does it really look like, though, for you if you had to give yourself a 10-year outlook right now of what the future looks like for you in terms of where you want to go weight class is this the kind of weight you want to stay even if you win or is it just kind of what is the future honestly look like for you
1: um so i want to get a world title shot within the next year or two
0: mm-hmm.
1: after this win and then um i will stay uh, you know then i try to get a couple fights at 140 and then i want to move to 147 and then to see how it goes from there i'm saying hopefully you know hopefully i make enough money and get put myself in position that i don't have to fight for another ten years, hopefully, you know I can get it done in like uh, less than ten years. I'm saying what, what I need to get
0: done. So I guess that's my added question for you, and I didn't really know what it looks like for you. But what does the future look like when you do eventually call it quits with boxing? Have you kind of put any thought into that yet? Of what you'd want to do after boxing? Um, you
1: know, um, no, nah, i was thinking about that. You know. Um, yeah, I mean, I want to start investing in real estate, start doing that kind of stuff so I can make my money work for itself you know, and get those kind of investments set up. And Honestly, I just want to be financially stable so after boxing I won't have to, you know, I might have to start another career doing something else, you know what I'm saying, I don't want to do.
0: So what is the ultimate, I guess, Top of the mountain for you. Is it gonna be that world title shot and winning in a year or two, or is it gonna be having one at this weight level, winning at if you go up to one forty seven and winning at different weight levels, or is it just gonna be really being able to call yourself a world champ? Is that gonna be the icing on the cake of what's already been a very good career?
1: Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, everybody wants to be a multi division world champion, that'd be
0: that'd be great. And I would love to do that. But even just winning a world title would just be, be, it's ultimate dream. So, a random, random fan, I guess, and this is a random question. So, random fan gets in the ring with you, uh, whatever size you want to make them in your head. Say it's me, honestly. I get in the ring with you, very minimal boxing experience. The most I've done is hit a heavy bag. Does it last more than 10 seconds? Do you think you've got that much of a lethal killer, inst- lethal killer instinct in you where you can just knock somebody out that quick, or do you toy with them a little bit when you fight somebody?
1: Um, yeah, if, if someone doesn't really have boxing experience, I don't even like to get in the ring with them just because I know what I can do to them. So I don't even, <laughs> I don't even, like, I don't even like to think about that, man. I don't, I don't do that. Just because I know I don't want like, to hurt nobody. To hurt nobody that's not trained to do it, saying. If they, if they were, you know, if they were messing with me or I know I can hurt him pretty easy, pretty quick if I want to.
0: So you're so confident in that. So you want to give me a little bit of the strategy, what you've got planned for Saucedo uh, on tonight?
1: Um, yeah, I just want to, um, you know, use my range, use my movement, frustrate him with that, put the jab in his face, make him think, to make, make, sure, just you know, make him. I, I got to make him think about what he's going to throw. Mm -hmm. Because if I have him thinking about what he's going to throw, I'm doing the punching. He's thinking, so I'm just—I got to outthink him. I got—I got to outthink him. I got to get to the punch first, and I got to make sure I use my jab movement and
0: control the fight. So you just heard it here, folks. He's going to control the fight with his jab and his range. And Alex Osedo, if you're listening to this, you're not going to be able to fight against it. He's going to knock you out. So just get ready. And just just a couple more questions right here. One of actually my final ones. So, who was the biggest influence to you in your boxing career? Was it your parents or was it a coach?
1: Um, yeah, my my, my coach. You know, I mean, he always told me, like, man, to stay focused, um, stay hungry. You know, we're we're gonna get there. He said. He, I, he said, I know you get a world champion, man. We just got to keep working. And that's and so I kept working, kept working, believing what he said, and that's how we got to where we've been.
0: Now, my final question for you, Sonny, here is: when it's all said and done, what do you want your legacy to be?
1: I definitely, you know, um, honestly, it's just fights that people would be like, man, did, did, did you watch that fight back in the day? Did you watch him when he fought Alex Potato? Or did you watch him when he fought for the War And you watched that? It's le- legendary fights, you know, like a Mickey Ward versus um, a Toro Gotti, fights like that, like fights that live on forever. <laughs>
0: Well, I think this tonight you're going to be seeing one of those bouts when Sonny Fredrickson, our current guest on the show, knocks out Alex Saucedo tonight. You want to call it in one round, or do you think it's going to be a couple rounds, or are you just ready to call it in one round?
1: Um. It- <laughs> Give me a solid eight, and i get him
0: out of there. All right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, before we close out, I'll give you the opportunity to plug your socials. And I uh, can't thank you enough, Sonny. It's been fun. I'm going to let you go and uh, get ready to kick Alex's butt tonight. All
1: right. Um, you can follow me on um, Instagram at Sonny Fredrickson, F-R-E-D-R-I-C-K-S-O-N uh, underscore on Instagram. And then on Twitter, you can follow me at Team Sonny, and on Facebook, Sonny Fredrickson.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, as he prepares to demolish in one round, well, not one round, eight rounds, we're going to give him uh, Alex Saucedo tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, Sonny Fredrickson. Thanks again, Sonny. All right, thank you. (laughs) Appreciate it. My thanks to Sonny for coming on. It was a privilege to sit down with him and a cool conversation. I hope he uh, takes out Alex Saucedo tonight and marches on to the championship out and uh my thanks to him and tune in for thursday's episode wherever you listen to podcasts because we have a really really special episode with a really cool up-and-coming influencer and it's a really good episode so you should tune in wherever you listen to podcasts and to find out more information check out our instagram at ambitious podcast twitter at ambitious with dp have a wonderful wednesday and tuesday and come back thursday ambitious listeners have a good one Bye.